This is Sammy, Maddie, Emma, and Allie, and this is The Big Sister Podcast. to this episode of the Big Sister Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about travel tips. So to start off, I wanted to ask everyone, what are your top tips for road trips just as adults? Um, something that Joe and I do that's like, I don't know, kind of fun. We stop and we get, we like load up on snacks, like way too many snacks. We never finish them in the time of the road trip but it's still like really fun and we just get a bunch of junk food and veg out the whole time me and riley do the same thing we always stop and get a ton of snacks and we never finish them like you said no (laughs) ever yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i feel like just having good classic road trip food makes it so much more of a road trip experience and it just makes it that much more enjoyable We also bring um, our switch with us. So basically, I just play Animal Crossing for like two hours while Riley (laughs) drives and (laughs) we'll move to a book or something like that. So we go on road trips frequently. And um, some of the things we do that make them super fun, because a lot of times people will say to us like, how do you not want to kill each other? like by the time you're done in the car, because they'll be like, I don't know, 10 hour drives or like when we drove your car, Maddie, that was a like three day drive. Yeah. (laughs) But we love it. It's so fun. So we don't, we, our road trip rules are obviously snacks. That's been (laughs) established. Um, No gossiping about people. And because it's really easy just to like fall into talking about people, but we feel like that's a lazy topic of conversation. Um, no talking about work unless it's absolutely necessary. And um, other than that, we just like literally we, we just talk about whatever is going on in life. And at least to some really good, really good conversation. So if you're having communication issues with your spouse, go on a 10 hour road trip. <laughs> <laughs> and follow those rules. And follow those rules. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's a good idea. You might end both end up dead. Um <laughs> but uh another thing that we like to do if like if there's really nothing to talk about um something that's a fun conversation starter is to google the places you're driving through and um just like read the random wikipedia facts about like all the random places you go through and that's always really interesting and we andy and i like history so we like talking about that um and then another thing we'll do if it's like a multiple days in the car is we'll listen to a book together 
either that one of us has already read or that's new to both of us. And that's fun because then you can talk about it like as you drive. I like that. Yeah, we listen to books too. Okay, I don't think I have anything to add about road trips because you guys pretty much covered it. Like snacks, good conversation, listening to books. No one can listen to music for 10 hours. I don't know. Maybe someone can, but no, I don't, I don't think, think so. Basically for my job, um, but like the job I've had for years, all of them, I can like just listen to music the whole time pretty much or listen to whatever I want. And I got really sick of all my playlists after like the first week. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea to mix it up between music and books and yeah. talking and yeah, I agree. Um, we'll take turns picking the music or um, on our last road trip, we listened to some podcasts and that was fun because we have very different tastes in podcasts. <laughs> yes. So I picked some and Andy picked some. Okay. So I'm going to talk about, oh wait, no, our next thing that we're going to talk about is road tripping with kids because that is a totally different experience. And you need more supplies and more preparation to road trip with kids, especially little kids. I know when I was younger, my parents would just make us all grab our pillows from our bed and we would leave like at nighttime and they would drive in the night because there was six of us. And that was like the highest likelihood of peace in the car was if everyone could fall asleep easily. So that was something that they did. And we actually have done that before. We um, drove from Utah to California when Lily was like six months old overnight, which was miserable (laughs) the next day. But it was worth it because she did sleep a lot. We tried that and our kids are like mutants. And (laughs) if they know that we're going somewhere, they will just be awake and be too excited to sleep. Mm -hmm. So we... Um, have tried leaving super early in the morning and then they're like awake and excited for a while, but then they get sleepy and they'll fall asleep in the car. So that works good too. If your kids are weird like mine and just will stay up all night long. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my parents did. We'd go like super, super early, go and get like McDonald's for breakfast. And then we'd like pass out right after we ate and then they had at least like a few hours to drive with some sanity we are also big fans big big fans of car tvs dvd players ipads if that's not your jam i just can't say that i understand (laughs) i mean for like super long rides it just makes such a big difference i feel like because Kids don't really understand where you're going and why it's going to be worth it. And they get bored. And unless they're old enough to like read or play with each other, which usually turns into fighting. So there's that. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's fun. It's, it's, you're probably going on vacation. So I don't feel, I don't ever feel guilty about letting my kids watch TV on the way because it's just part of the fun road trip experience. Like, just let your kids indulge so that you can both be happy. Right. I feel the same way about treats, too. Like, if you're yes. if you're road tripping for a long time or if you're about to be on airplanes all day long, which is what we have to do to come back to Utah, like, 
it's okay if they have a lot of sweets because your sanity and their sanity is better than like trying to pick up a screaming child off of the floor of an airplane or an airport. Oh, right. I mean, you're in a confined space. You have to be there. Like there's so many things. Okay. So imagine it like you have a toolbox, right? At home, you've got like the big on wheels, multiple drawer, like garage toolbox. You've got all the tools, you know how to use them. You're familiar with the environment. When you leave your toolbox as a parent gets like a tool belt. Okay. You don't have a lot of options. (laughs) Like you're wearing your little tool belt. In some situations, you're going to have to pull out like the big guns, TV and treats. (laughs) And I think that's totally okay for you, for the people around you. I mean, especially like once you're inside the airplane and when you're inside the car, there's literally nowhere to go. So let's just keep everybody happy. That's my motto. I agree. There is um, something I haven't found it for, for Lily. I don't know if her attention span is big enough. It probably isn't yet. But when I was a kid and we would road trip, sometimes I would have like uh, a book, but I, it would read like, and wow, my words are not working right now. So I'd have a book and then like a headset with a, one of those little tapes, which I'm sure they have versions now that are not like tapes and stuff. And it would read it to me. And I just had, to, it would even tell me when to turn the page. So I'm sure there are things like that. I think my library has things like that today. So if you are really insistent that it needs to be educational and stuff in the car, there are resources like that that could work. I'll probably try that when Lily's older and has a longer attention span. My kids just barely got into those books and they love them. I used to do that a lot in the car when we were younger because we never had a TV in the car growing up. Carpool was like what I lived for because the people we carpooled with always had TV in the car and so I could watch it on like the 15-minute drive to school. (laughs) (laughs) but anyway in our car trips um Jacob had this little portable cd player and there was like a Disney one that we had and I'd just listen to that and read along with it all the time in car trips Abe what what do you like best about traveling somewhere in the car if it's a long drive um I don't know (laughs) (laughs) he's not gonna say it earlier he said he likes knowing where we're going, which I think is true. If you like really talk up where you're going and you make it like sound like the best place in the entire world, your kids are going to be way more likely to cooperate. Do you guys struggle with them like asking if you're there yet all the time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do ask that. So usually we'll... Um, like explain some sort of passing of time that they can understand. So like, um, I don't know, I'll point out things outside or I'll put on my timer sometimes. Oh, wow. Okay. We have a visitor now. (laughs) Stuff like that. That's a smart idea. A timer. So Lily doesn't like quite get that question, but right now she's just into like telling me that we are there already. We're also trying to boss the driver around. So like when when we were in uh, Island Park this summer, Lily was telling your dad to turn left. Like we were just driving, there were no turns on the road at all. She's like, no, no, turn left, turn left now. 
you got to turn left. <laughs> so she does stuff like that to me too. And she like, she thinks she knows better where we're going. So it's really funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, we also, uh, if we have like a map of where we're going, cause normally we're going somewhere like to explore, we'll let them look at the map. I don't know. Just anything to keep them like excited and motivated. I'll also be very specific about when we are stopping to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's good. And every time we stop, everybody has to go. My kids are little though. So if yours are older, probably not an issue. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my parents made us go even when we were like 14. So. <laughs> okay. So maybe it's a good thing. Ever like struggle with your kids getting like car sick? I know oh. me and my siblings would get so car sick all the time on every single road trip and it was miserable yes kids dramamine lives in my glove box every time there's always a first aid kit in the car because you never know when something crazy is going to happen and the the minute like if i know that we're going in a canyon or somewhere like if your kids get car sick you know when they're going to get car sick i will just preemptively give them a dramamine Make sure they've had a snack and tell them that it's quiet time. We shut the TV off and it's time to close up their eyes. Our mom just always kept a gallon-sized bucket in the car. <laughs> like those, em- those empty ice cream cartons that yeah. are like plastic and have the lid. We'd oh have one of those in the car to throw up in. Which I think is actually a really smart idea. That is so it's smart. way better than like a bag or something like that. Yeah. You ours put it in a always... bucket and it's just contained in the bucket. Yeah, that's so smart. Our ours was always a bag, or like we'd tell my mom when we were about to like hurl, and they would like have to pull over like super <laughs> quick, and we'd be like hanging out the side of the car, and it was just not not fun at all. I have no experience with that. No one in my family threw up. Really, I still get car sick to this day. Yeah, me too. If I'm car sick, I know the kids are going to be car sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so flying with young kids. I have a little bit of experience with this, not a ton, but I did it by myself. I flew with Jack by myself and I flew with Lily and my 12-year-old sister by myself, but my 12-year-old sister was really helpful at that point. <clears throat> and then I just flew with Jack and Lily by myself. And that was tough, like, because our traveling, you know, it's like six to eight hours of flying travel. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so my tips for that, if you have two little kids, like, so my kids are two and under right now, then a baby carrier is essential. Like, you need a baby carrier. If you're, and if you're just traveling with a baby, like just a little baby, you need a baby carrier. And you specifically, if you're by yourself, you need like a baby wrap because I have a, um, what's it called? I have an ergo baby, baby carrier and it like buckles and stuff. So if Jack's on my back, I can buckle it and he's big enough now that I could do that. But when they're little, like it's impossible to like snap the back behind you. And so being by yourself and trying to do up a bunch of snaps and buckles is is not a good plan, but a wrap is possible. The annoying thing about that though, is they make you take off your baby wrap for at least the airline that I flew. They made me take it off for landing and for takeoff, which is really annoying when you have a little baby who's like asleep and like totally comfortable. Like Mm -hmm. you have to take off your wrap. 
But anyways, I think it's essential for getting through security and getting through the airports. And it can also be helpful, especially if you have multiple kids to have a baby, the baby being able to be strapped to you so you can have your hands free to help the other children. Um, They're so good. I'm very intimidated to fly with my kids. <laughs> I was too. It was I, it was terrifying. There was a lot of anticipation leading up to it. And then it was just like, all right, I'm doing this. You're brave. My kids are, well, when I flew the last time, they were both really good at staying in the stroller. Now Lily is not. Um, I don't know if that's an age thing or just like a personality thing. But if your kids are good at staying in the stroller, then I think a double stroller is really helpful for getting through security. And it was especially helpful for me for checking a little car seat because the car seat could snap into the front. Um, The other thing, I feel like this is a tip for any type of travel with kids, but I feel like novelty and variety is the key for entertainment and for snacks. So get food that you typically don't get. Like I never buy Teddy Grahams, not because I have anything against Teddy Grahams. I just don't buy them. And so for flying, I bought Teddy Grahams and I bought other treats like that, that were like new and exciting. And then I tried to like balance out a little bit with like plain Cheerios. (laughs) So it wasn't all just straight sugar, but there was still a lot of sugar. I think that's a great tip. Like for parenting in general, you can't pull out all the stops at home. You've got to have some emergency reserves in the form of like toys and snacks. And then another thing is I will organize my diaper bag so that I have like different sections for different times of day. Because even if it's like a boring toy, if it's one they haven't seen for like three months, they're going to be excited because it's new. So I'll have like snacks and toys for the morning. And then by the time they're like tired in the afternoon, we'll have like a different set of things that we're looking at and doing. And it helps a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I have also so complicated. It's mm-hmm. not, you just know your kids. You spend a lot of time with them. So it's it's not complicated. Like you just it sounds like a lot, but when you're spending that much time with your small people, you just, you know them. Your small people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but but her strategy is definitely key. You can't pull out like, like you have a, I have a big bag of treats in my bag, right? If I pulled them all out, then she's just going to want all of them. So I would take, I take a big bag and I put different treats in smaller bags inside my big bag. And then I pull them out one at a time so that they can entertain her for longer periods of time. And then entertainment, same thing, variety and novelty. So for Jack, he was for some reason obsessed with a blood pressure cuff when he, when we came to visit Utah. So he was like a year old and the blood pressure cuff was just like everything to him. So I brought that and he played with it for 75% of the travel time that he was away. And then Also like little, there's, they make these little books that have like a finger puppet in them. And that was super helpful, super entertaining for baby and small child. So those like finger puppet books are really good. Um, And then we also use the iPad and we downloaded a bunch of episodes of Daniel the Tiger, which is probably my favorite kids show because there's no bad influences on it. Everything she learns from it is good. She doesn't like get sass or anything from it, like a lot of shows. (laughs) 
And then I packed like a little bag of, of crayons and some things for her to color. But like, I didn't want like, you know, when you're traveling on a plane, you don't have as much room, you know, to bring stuff. So you have to be very minimalistic on what you bring. That would be hard for me to like decide what not to bring on an airplane. I think I'd be nervous with my kids that I was just not going to bring enough. I don't think you can bring enough because. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) just get over that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Because you don't, you don't have, if it's just you and your children, like you can't bring enough, especially if your children aren't big enough to carry anything. Lily has a tiny backpack. So I put her iPad in that and her water and um, I think her colors and her little notebook that I brought for her to color. So she did participate in the packing uh, stuff through the airport. But yeah, it's it's that's what's tough is narrowing it down so that you don't like destroy your bag. Like my bag was way too full on the way to South Carolina when we were moving here. So like by the end, my arms were just like full of stuff because I couldn't like repack it. Plus I had a baby strapped to me. And I just had way too much stuff. So I really tried to cut down when I came to visit and it was better, but we almost, we did pretty good. Like that was way better than the flight home. So my next piece of advice is for like, if you have a baby who's just like losing their mind, because on our way home, Jack was teething and I didn't know. So he didn't have any Tylenol. And so he was literally like for our last flight, which was like, no, for our first flight, which was like three or four hours he probably cried for at least half the time, just like oh, screaming, no. just like twisting in my arms, screaming. And he also peed on my friend. So <laughs> it was good. So my advice for flying with young kids is expect and prepare for the absolute worst. Like just expect your kids to scream the whole time and for everything to go wrong. Cause then if it, if something goes right, then you'll be happy about it. People can be rude and mean about kids, but there's also a lot of people that are really nice and they understand and they just feel bad for your baby. That was, that was what our flight was on the way back. People were like, Oh, can I help him? I'm like, uh, I don't really know how you can help him. (laughs) Do you ever, um, do your kids ever get like earaches when with the altitude change and stuff and the flights? Um, my kids, I mean, Lily doesn't anymore, but like when they're babies, they always take binkies really well. So they usually have a binky and I think they're fine. Maddie, you're a superstar for flying with two children under the age of three. They were two and under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All by yourself from South Carolina to Utah. Cause that's a, it's a long flight. I flew to Florida and back. So I know. <laughs> I know how long the flight is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What items I can bring onto the plane and what I can't. So like car seats and strollers and all of that. So how do you manage that? Because if you're like, if we came to visit you, we would need to bring car seats, right? Yeah. So how do we, do we check those? Like, do they have to sit in them in the plane? How does all that work? You can check a car seat, like per child, you can check one car seat. Um, oh, okay. And you can check a stroller. So you can check a car seat and a stroller at the gate. So I pushed my stroller all the way to the gate and then I checked it there each flight with Jack's car seat in it. 
Um, but you can also check your car seats all the way through, like just when you check your bags. And then you can bring water on the plane, like all the way through security and everything. When you have kids, they just test it. And you can also bring like any snacks when you have kids onto the plane. You can pack them from home and you can bring anything. That is super good to know. Okay. Yes. And very helpful. If that wasn't a thing, I don't know if people would be able to travel with children. They would not. No, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. One tiny bag of pretzels is not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, right. You're my big sister. Nobody else could replace.